Louis, it's a big week. Wow, what a week. <laughs> this is one of the bigger weeks, I think. It was the most important hearing in the whole FTX case. And we had the Celsius madness that I can't even... I'm trying to decide which is the worst case for creditors, Celsius or FTX. They're both equally terrible. But Celsius, at least, you know, there's like fast. It seems quicker. Does it? Mm. I mean, it seems like they're kind of giving not full confirmation, but quite a hopeful quote from Andrew Dietrich or whatever that you guys will likely be made whole, although it's dollar whole. So uh, to, to be honest, the FTX case, although there's frankly a lot more creditors, were significantly simpler to just conceptually. There's the creditors all fall within the same bucket, essentially, as opposed to the earn creditors, the withhold. Celsius was a much more complex bankruptcy, in my opinion, because you have all these different types of creditors with opposing interests. I mean, it's a whole bag of complexity. And just look at the difference in fees charged. I know FTX is still, I mean, like you said, in some ways it's much simpler, but still charging insane amounts. Do you have an update on how much has been spent so far? I think the last number I saw was 200 million, but that was July. Last oh, year. we've doubled that. And we are well on route to surpass a billion is my opinion. Lovely. Um, I think it's also a trick from these law firms is when all these big numbers come around, the numbers seem so big that you stop thinking and counting. It's all a giant fugazi. It's an industrial complex to garner as many fees as physically possible. I think the best highlight I have of that is the investigator that is going to cost a hundred million to the estate. Uh -huh. Just think about how much money that is. Mm -hmm. So let's say I had a team of 10 lawyers that were really high-end lawyers yeah. And let's say for a high-end lawyer, we're going to get 10 of the best guys and then another 10 assistants, right? And we're going to pay the 10 assistants top-notch 200K each a year, right? So that we're at 2 million for the 10 and we're going to pay a million dollars each to the top-notch lawyers for a year. That's a lot of money, okay? And we're only at 12 million. What the hell, man? Totally. Yeah, that actually doesn't even make sense. The what? A hundred, what are we building an aircraft carrier, a F-15 fighter jet? Like, I don't understand these numbers. Yeah. And if you're charging per hour for a year, how many hours are there in a year? Okay. So in a year, 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year, there's 8,760 hours in a year. Didn't you're spending that. every single hour of the day. How much do you have to charge? Oh God. To get to a hundred million. What's the math on that? How much do you have to charge? $11,000, $11,500 $11 an hour. Oh my God. And you're not sleeping. So, so like, okay, there's something wrong with this. Now, I don't want to make any enemies. I don't want to end up with a horse head in my bed. So let's move on from this. Just saying. Can't yeah, say too much about wrong. this anymore. So I listened to the FTX hearing. Should I start with the FTX hearing? Where do you want to start? Well, where I want to start with was first off, some of the creditors who spoke were incredibly articulate, intelligent people who put their case forward in front of the judge extremely well. Mm -hmm. And listening to the judge's response, it seemed that he had emotionally was with the creditors, which I thought was a real positive in this case. Like, wow. Yeah. Then listening to the answer from the debtors that was like, 
dry, wrong-footed, and they won because it's all part of the same machine. Yeah. Just to like simplify it. So the whole issue that the creditors have, particularly if they were uh, holding crypto in their accounts, was that, hey, this was my property. In the FTX terms of service, you violated my property rights. I want my crypto back. And I don't want my claim to be valued at the absolute tick bottom of the market, you know, 16K. It's like they picked the bottom, bottom, bottom. And, you know, I'm not going to be made whole. This is a scam. The debtors have said, well, we're going to do a deal where we absolutely reserve your rights to sue us, to sue the estate, et cetera, on whether the crypto was your property or not. Totally. We're not going to make any decisions about that, but we're going to sell all the crypto. We're going to value your claim based on petition date values, and we're going to go through all the bankruptcy. We're going to finish everything. And at the end, we can figure out whether the crypto was your possession or not. And the judge is like, that's a good argument. Thank you. In practical terms, they're like, no, we're not going to decide. We're just going to sell your car, everything that's inside it. And at the end, we'll decide whether it was your car or not. Like, well, thank you, but I'm getting fucked here. That's a great way to put it, Louis. I don't think I've seen anyone put it that way, but I, I agree with that. I mean, I do think I popped in when um, Andrew Dietrich or whatever his name is was basically saying like, yeah, we don't really have wiggle room here with valuing claims on the petition date. Like that's bankruptcy code, which as a Celsius customer, I mean, that's what happened with us. So that's kind of what I expected, but obviously FTX- well, it's incredibly different. And I would like to highlight here the difference between you being a Celsius creditor and me as an FTX creditor. Mm-hmm. I had Bitcoin on FTX because I was trading Bitcoin and buying my Bitcoin and custodying my Bitcoin on FTX. Mm-hmm. You lent money to Celsius. You took your Bitcoin and you lent it to Celsius. You hypothecated your Bitcoin to Celsius and you took a risk. Yeah. They lost. We did transfer title to our coins to Celsius, whereas FTX customers did not. So, yeah. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate. Most creditors, including myself, went on FTX, put their Bitcoin or whatever crypto they were holding, and they did use it as collateral to trade futures. So in a way, we did technically lose custody of our crypto and have the futures exchange, FTX stands for futures something exchange, had we lost all our money because of bad risk management on leverage so that let's say I won all the money on FTX and there wasn't enough collateral from everybody else, Had the exchange filed for bankruptcy because of that, I would agree that we would have lost collateral of our coins. Like, because of clawbacks, basically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, part of like Sam's argument, I feel like, sort of, sort of. Yeah. Although only FTX international customers were able to sort of like trade on margin or whatever, yes, or futures, yes. So, uh, I guess FTX customers are kind of in simpler terms. Like, if I have one Bitcoin and I'm long 20x, and somebody else is short 20x, if if your leverage is so big on these futures that your account is worth zero and you haven't been liquidated in time, and that essentially there's a loss, someone needs to pick up that loss. It's either the guy who won the trade against you, he needs to be the guy picking up the loss, 
or it's the exchange that socializes that loss amongst all traders. You know, that can happen or a hack or something like that. But that's not what happened. Sam took our coins and invested them in Anthropic and things like that. And now I'm going to get to the like further injustice of this process that was really clear in this court hearing was that creditors are going to be limited to 100% recovery. And that's messed up. Yeah. So, I mean, we should bring up the fact that it does sound as though FTX Chapter 11 team has sort of lightly confirmed that FTX customers will be made whole. But being made whole means that they're being made dollar whole based on petition date prices. So based on the dollarized claims on November 11th, 2022, when Bitcoin was worth like $16,000. Yeah, so so in Bitcoin terms, if you were being made whole today, you're you're only getting 38% of that Bitcoin. So if you had one Bitcoin on FTX, if they were magically to pay everybody back today, you'd only get 38%. Mm-hmm. Now, no. back in dollars, not even in Bitcoin. And so let me highlight the problems with this. Problem number one, they said we we're going to send checks in the mail to people over time. A lot of people that are creditors to FTX are international. They could be in Vietnam. They could be in North Africa. They could be in India in places in which you cannot cash checks in the mail. You know, the debtors have like been completely like inconsiderate towards the needs of the actual creditors in the case, which I think is a bit BS, to be honest. That for me, that's problem number one. That's like a huge deal. Problem number two, they did, they're they really like rugging people on the, oh, you're getting 100% repay, but really it's 38% in Bitcoin terms. Mm-hmm. Um, Problem number three is the timing. It may take years and years and years because now they have an incentive to drag it out. So maybe they'll do a first payout, then a second payout, then a third payout. You know, it's going to take a long time. Uh, That's a big problem. And the fourth problem is the 30% withholding tax. Briefly explain that if you'd like. If you get a payout from a U.S. bankruptcy and you're an international creditor, you will need to fill in a form W8BEN to hand to the debtor for them to pay you. That payment will be subject to a withholding tax of 30%. I have experience in this. As a bankruptcy investor, I have seen this happen before to non-US funds who bought assets in a bankruptcy in a secondary and were exposed to this 30% withholding tax. Now, you can sometimes get that back but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you are forced to pay U.S. capital gains tax when you do not owe them. And I think that is incredibly inconsiderate of the debtors towards creditors all over all over the world. And the Celsius bankruptcy got around that by giving all the U.S. dollars and all of the stable coins to the lawyers and giving crypto to uh, Bitcoin and ETH to the creditors and Nuco stock to not even in paper because you can't even use it as toilet paper. And I, I, I find that to be bad. Um, yeah, it is bad. Now, the final thing that they stated in the hearing was FTX 2.0 is definitely not going to happen. I mean, I guess neither of us are surprised by that. So I have two big remarks. Remark number one, I suspect that the government was like, look, we don't want this to happen. I know number two, the creditors don't even have much of an incentive for that to happen because if we're going to be made 100% whole in dollar terms, then the equity would have passed on to the next tranche 
below us in the waterfall. The next tranche is Alameda lenders. And after Alameda lenders, it's not equity, it's the CFTC. And the CFTC has put in an $8 billion proof of claim. It's a fine similar to Celsius. And I think they hold a large weight above the debtors um, saying, hey, we, you know, we could get paid priority or a peri passu or, you know, and wreck everybody's recovery. So it, it is a bit of a like, tightrope. So ultimately, this really is not a reorganization anymore. It's basically, is there any difference at this point between what's happening now and a straight up chapter seven liquidation? Like, no. Oh, yes. A big difference. Oh, the fees. The fees. More the chapter fees. seven liquidation tends to be like much less expensive. And this yes. is very expensive. So the lawyers were able to milk the fees of a chapter 11, but it's basically just turned into a chapter seven. Put it this way. A lot of these lawyers can now buy planes. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of money that's been spent is just so astronomical. You can get, a pre- for 20 million bucks, you can get a pretty decent plane, you know? These lawyers can buy planes now. They all can buy planes, um, oh. which is crazy to me. It is uh, crazy. The final big thing on the docket that happened uh, on Saturday was that they have put a motion in to sell the Anthropic stake. And I had a big hope that the Anthropic stake, which was the most valuable part of the venture portfolio, was going to be part of a venture company that would be distributed to creditors, which would have given creditors an opportunity to see the upside of the money that was stolen from them to make investments. Yeah. So that there was a chance hey, maybe we will get 120% recovery. But that is now like rugged. Oh, and then there was the $400 million hack that happened on the day that FTX filed their time travel. It looks like we're getting that back. Does it look like we're actually getting that money back? Because yeah, apparently they found the hackers. A DOJ indictment filed last week charges three people, Robert Powell, Carter Roan, and Emily Hernandez, who are accused of running a massive cyber criminal theft ring. They were known as the Powell Sim Swapping Crew. So, well, it wasn't Sam Bakeman-Fried, as most people thought it was, but they caught them. And so it sounds like the 400 million is coming back to creditors. It looks like it. Now, who knows who will get custody of those funds? Um, If the DOJ gets custody of those funds, who knows how long it takes for them to be paid back? I think that's a big risk, Mm -hmm. is that the DOJ grabs them and then it's a dark hole. Just like the Robin Hood shares. I mean, yeah. it took over 10, 20 years for some of um, Madoff stuff. Oh, it hasn't been 20 years, but quite recently, some assets seized by the DOJ ended up being paid to Madoff victims. Wow. Jesus. So that was like, you know, 15 years on. And, and F- if FTX creditors are technically made whole, it's not like the extra $4 million would go to them anyway, right? Or Don't know. That would, if it does, it's extra four cents of recovery, which would be great. Extra four cents? I think a little less, like three point something. But yeah, it's not looking good. Okay. Okay. Well, so at this point, we were mentioning in the last video, why don't FTX creditors have the opportunity to get 105% like Celsius creditors? Because we would need a fraud claim to be fine. You know, we, we need a whole group of people to negotiate. And unfortunately, the ad hoc committee of creditors spent its ammunition on a preference deal early on in the game. And they signed a no litigation agreement with the debtors, which means that they can't litigate and they're stuck and that's it. Now I'm not disparaging that group. They've, you know, that deal at the time seemed like a great deal for creditors. 
Uh, and then crypto and asset prices rallied like crazy, rendering it somewhat worthless. And then clawbacks now, because since FTX customers are technically being made whole, dollar whole, and it doesn't seem like there's any wiggle room there on like petition date pricing, will clawbacks still go through because- um, I think so. You think? Okay. There was a New York Times article that was saying that some clawbacks that don't involve fraud may have more difficulty to argue. I agree with the New York Times view. I think, look, now this is entering the realm of speculation on my part, but I think what ends up happening is that if you have a huge clawback, it's worth lawyering up and fighting. If you have a small clawback and they still ask for your 15%, take the, the 15% deal because the lawyer fees are just not going to be worth it for you fighting. And you'll be, let's say you have a million dollar claim and you have a 15% clawback situation that just removes 150K from your claim, it's probably worth it to take that election just so that you're not at the back of the queue for getting paid and you get paid like two years later after a legal battle, you know? Yeah. Time value of money and all. There was some discussion of the IRS claim against FTX, wasn't there? Yeah, we will know uh, about that in March. I think it's a bad look for the IRS to wreck a bunch of creditors. I don't think FTX is a big tax bill. They've been making losses. FTX wasn't even a company in the United States, so I don't see how FTX owes any money. The only person that would have an IRS bill would be Sam for, through his ownership in Alameda Research. I have looked it up and it look. It could be bad. There are some technicalities upon which he could fall. If we can get into the technicalities for a couple minutes, anybody that's not interested in taxes can just skip this. Alameda Research was mostly a bunch of companies offshore to the United States. The Topco was an LLC that owned a lot of subsidiaries. Technically, these subsidiaries offshore are what's called PFIX, passive foreign investment companies. These PFIX, if you have an unrealized gain in a PFIC, unless you've done the check the box election, you could be liable for unrealized capital gains. You could be liable for income tax on unrealized capital gains. Now, look, these tax rules are a bunch of bullshit to create protectionist environment for the United States so that the U.S. wouldn't have to compete with offshore centers for mutual funds, for ETFs, for all these type of things to keep uh, U.S. capital onshore. Fair enough. Um, not going to comment on that. But the consequence here is that Sam, you know, the price of FTT and Solana, whatever, ran up like crazy in 2019 and 2020, could have like a massive tax bill. And then all the losses came after that and he never paid that tax bill. And the way the tax code works is that you can deduct past losses against future income, but not the other way around. Not past income against future losses. So in theory, you could see the IRS having like a $10 billion claim, not 44, but still. But against Sam Bankman fried specifically and not towards FTS. Against Alameda Research. Oh, against Alameda. Okay. Which in theory should funnel up to Sam, but if Sam is no longer there to pay it, it still goes against the LLC. Which well, is he's no longer there to pay it, so. No um, to pay it. And do you think that creditors being made technically whole will affect Sam's sentencing? I don't no. know if it will. I don't no. think it will. Um, 
I think Sam is in a lot of trouble. Um, he behaved badly at his trial. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't put any disclaimers at the beginning of this video. Oh my god, <laughs> um, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I think Sam is fucked. <gasps> I feel bad for Sam. I know no one is pleased when I say that, but I'm like, I don't think he should be in prison for life. But I know other people think he should. But look, some bad things have happened in my life, and I just wouldn't want to wish bad things to happen to other people. Uh, if you, you know, end of the day, he's not a danger to society. Exactly. That's why I'm not worried about him being out on the streets and like free to walk okay. and roam. But uh, yeah, he shouldn't shouldn't be involved in more financial services companies. But well, if Sam didn't file for Chapter 11 now that all these investments are up, do you think that FTX would be fine or no? No. No. Well, <laughs> FTX... There's no universe in which FTX didn't file for bankruptcy. Wouldn't file for bankruptcy, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. There was no universe in which that didn't happen. I, I, I don't understand, like, the scenario. I feel like Sam, well, because uh, Celsius shut down withdrawals for over a month before they filed for Chapter 11. So I feel like Sam thought he could get, get enough funding in the meantime and be able to make everything work. Do you think that would just never not be the case? No, and, and like... We are headed towards a hundred cents recovery mm -hmm. in dollarized claim values. It would have never been a hundred percent recovery in Bitcoin terms. Yeah. And like, how do you reestablish trust? How do you, I mean, no, nah, the guy was cooked. Oh, Sam. That's a rolled. Oh, God. But selling your claim is kind of a good option at this point because we don't know yeah, when. It looks, it looks, if you're an international creditor, if you can get more than 70 cents, I may be wrong, but it seems like it's a fucking no-brainer decision. To sell your claim? I mean, I might too. It's just, it is worth it because you guys are basically losing all crypto exposure at this point. So if you're someone who has really high conviction, you can get cash. And if you want to reinvest it back into it. Well, no, but like if you're an international person, right? Like you... If you're going to get the IRS withholding, unless there's a magical loophole around it that I'm not aware of, if you can get 70 plus today, why wait? Yeah. Um, that's a bit confusing to me. Check your claim value at uh, ftxcreditor.com. Yeah, with claims market, I believe the 75 to 80%, it, it, the prices have gone up to 75 to 80%, but that is for claims over a million dollars. So, I mean, it varies based on your claim size, but... Anyway, that is an option. Oh my God, it looks like that you're significantly taller than me on this recording. I need to- I like, do look significantly taller than you. <laughs> this, this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> do people well, think I should get plastic surgery to like- Why do you think you need plastic TV? surgery? I'm, my eyes are very droopy. No, you don't need plastic surgery. You men on camera are so, like Aaron Bennett is always like, I need to get plastic, or he, he wants to fix things in his face or get like things done. And I'm like- there. I know. He's smart. I know. Aaron is smart. I know. Oh, yeah. He, we love Aaron. We love Aaron. Like yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's always like, I need to get something done. And I'm like, no, you don't. You men, you don't need to get anything done. Men look better as they age sometimes, not always. Well, yeah, my 90-year-old father doesn't look too bad. Mm, that's good. That's promising for you. Yeah, I know. Okay. He's, he's better looking than me. You know, there's a picture of him in a on a horse in a store, just be. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, so regal. Wow. Yeah, you're nothing no. like him. I don't know. <laughs> my chat took me long. Sorry? Said Always fun chatting. chatting. I know. Louis, you still have to set me up with someone. Oh, I'm going to do that. Are I you going to? I have a very good uh, friend who's single and who's ready to mingle. Okay. He's a bit autistic. Oh, I, that's fine with me. I know. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, okay, oh, good. This video, you look so much taller than me. That's, what, that's bullshit. I know. You need to like lower the camera or something. But I can't. I put the camera on a doggy oh, <laughs> that I got at Costco. I went to Costco because of Tiffany Fong, and Costco's <laughs> amazing. I saved absolutely no money whatsoever. Costco, look, now I look taller than you. Costco, everybody, I don't want to plug Costco, but thanks to, I even had the hot dog. Wow. That Did was like delicious. <laughs> I then saw a video of a guy that ate nothing but the Costco hot dog for two weeks and he lost like a bunch of weight and was pretty impressed. I want to do that. Okay, so you were impressed by Costco? I was incredibly, so not to even plug Costco even more, but uh, I know a little bit about French wine. You could have guessed. There's some pretty fucking good French wine in Costco really? at like very attractive prices. Ooh, you'll have to show like, me which wines to buy at Costco. I like stocked up and I was like, oh shit. Oh, okay. So Louis likes Costco. I was worried that I talked it up too much and you'd be disappointed, but I'm glad that Ooh, you were impressed. I it. Hell yeah. Louis, That's much me. love. Yeah. As always, always a blast. We should do another video this month because I need to do yeah. more videos. Okay. Sure. I got, I got you. Ooh, do you have ideas? Oh, yeah. Bye, Louie.